Hi everyone, um, welcome back to an episode. I'm pretty excited about this episode because I have my friend here, Chris, and um, every time I hang out with him, I feel like I just have so much energy and no matter how much time is in between us, then we don't talk, like we come back and like, it's the same. So I'm gonna have him introduce himself. Hi everyone, my name is Chris. Um, I've known Rachel since college back at UC San Diego. Um, yeah, we did a lot of things there uh, in terms of like student leadership, in terms of KP. Um, and so, like she said, I think we definitely ha don't really stay in contact with one another, but when we do reconnect, it's always very powerful, very like, it feels good. And I think it's one of those friendships that you can pick it off wherever you leave off. Mm -hmm. So um, for those who don't know, I live in Honolulu, Hawaii. I currently work at the University of Hawaii at Manoa. Um, and I work in student affairs as a residence director. So that's currently what I do. It was definitely stemming from my passions in um, student leadership at UC San Diego, and it finally made a career out of it. Yay. And hopefully people don't assume that I make good money. It's just, you know, people in education right now are really struggling. So if you can help out your teachers, definitely help out your teachers because we are definitely going through it. So yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yay. So our topic for today is 10 things no one is going to tell you about going through your 20s. And so me and Chris came up with a list of um, main points um, that we would want to share with you all. And so let's go. So the first one is what I think like I really uh, speak about like just in general is like is the first one is go to college or finish college um, if you or if you're if you have the privilege to get continued information. But also too, it's like not meant for everyone. And yeah, um, as somebody who works in higher ed, um, just knowing that not everybody has the drive or not everybody has the goal to be go to college. And I think we need to think about expanding our ways of gaining knowledge. So when whether or not people go to trade school mm -hmm. or people learn through experience, like that in itself is valuable as well. Um, but even then, I think during this time as you're learning, it's a trial period. Right. Um, it's you're constantly learning about not only the world, but you're also learning about yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, like I, I for me, I think these past 10 years, um, in terms of like where I've been and, and my struggle, <laughs> yeah. let me just tell you, oh I, like me and Rachel, we have talked about this so many times, but we have gone through like academic probation, yeah. <laughs> I'm subject to dismissals. Um, I even got <sighs> kicked out of UC San Diego twice. How did I do it? And yeah. how did I come back? Like that's a different podcast. Um, but yeah, like those are the times that we really, learned a lot about ourselves like a lot of it a lot of the education that we learn yeah it came from the classroom but when you find yourself in college right. that's something else yeah. like and so a lot of the times it's it's like getting to know people mm -hmm. getting to build friendships relationships um and you don't know where that takes you right yeah, like exactly like for me i've gone to know different mentors different people around the world and like for me i think it's a it's a blessing but also a privilege to know that i have friends and family or across the world yeah um so yeah like w what do you think about it so well would you say that like you know when we say like we go to call like go to college like it's more than just 
getting an education because in my mind i think that like you know society tells us tells us to get that piece of paper but i feel like what i learned like you know when i went to school yeah like it taught me how to persevere like to get through like a subject but it was kind of more than that i felt like it's kind of like how to survive like how to like yeah, I don't understand this, but like, am I gonna, I'm gonna have to step out of my comfort zone to go get what I need to do in order to succeed. Like, how to, you know, hashtag retain me. In right. School. How to be resilient. Yes. Like, like, holy shit. How to not, not to give up. No, yeah. Like, right. I felt like that's what really, like, um, I was, you know, I, I feel like I, I felt like I was so blessed to, like, just meet people in, like, you know, our orgs and stuff like that and, and even, and even pay it forward to, like, you know, guide, you know, younger students, like, you know, this is, these are the things that you can do, like, don't give up and stuff like that. And, you know, along that way, like, more than just college, like, you just meet different people from, like, different backgrounds, like, so. Yeah, especially, like, both of us growing up from San Diego, like, we, for me, I grew up in National City, so the people that I knew were, like, black people, Mexican people, Mm -hmm. and Filipinos, and so when I went to UC San Diego, I started seeing Korean people, Japanese yeah, people, like, and I was like, "It's just like a big melting pot. right." And yeah. I was like, "I ate y'all's food, but, <laughs> yeah, like, but I didn't, didn't know anything about yeah. y'all like culturally mm-hmm. or even like even interacting with them." Yeah. And, and I know that you know the way that we grow up really depends on how we were raised, right? right? And a lot of the times we don't get to know that unless you interact with them. And exactly. So, yeah. Um, again, like you, we we don't know who we need and we don't know what we learn. And I think it's that, that cultural capital that we leave college and being like, yo, I've met people across the world and coming from different backgrounds and I've gained a perspective that I don't think I would have gained in National City. No, yeah, right? exactly. Like, you're stepping out of your bubble. Exactly. Right? I don't know, because, like, you know, when I, like, go meet other people, like, out like after college, like, in just meeting the world is, like... I just felt like it taught me how to like socialize with people. Yeah, like, and I guess also too, like for sure, like because we went to UCSD, like to be conscious of like other cultures and stuff like that. Like, I felt like that helped me really navigate like how to, you know, deal with other people. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like you know, yeah, we we go out and do jobs and stuff like that. But I feel like half half the battle or like half the the work is just understanding another person yes like how to be empathetic yeah exactly being empathetic being able to listen and and be able to understand a perspective that isn't yours right like (laughs) be able to put your to be in their own shoes and i think that's the that's the hardest part and i think it takes a lot to to just listen and i think that's a skill that's a skill that you learn eventually but like it's it's knowing when to listen, you know, mm-hmm. when to step up and talk, like, and I think we've done that through our different interactions, yeah, and, and being able to show compassion to one another, like that shit does not happen today anymore. Mm-hmm. Like people are so quick to be like, you know what, you're fucking canceled, and it's like, <laughs> oh what God. is up with cancel culture today? Yeah. Like, be able to understand a certain perspective. Yes, there's some problematic ass people out there, but we really need to be like, where are they coming from? Yeah, where, where does that stem from? So I think that's a that's a lot of the things that happen. And again, like it's the time to make mistakes. In, and yeah, in college, to, yes. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's understand that you know mistakes are meant to happen, mm-hmm. but it depends on like how you learn from that, right? And grow from that. And a lot of people today, especially the people who are outside looking in, they don't give each other that time and grace to be like, 
how are you learning from this? Right. How are you growing from this? Yeah. So, and, but, and that's the thing. But the thing is, it's like, you know, when you say like, um, like that question of like, how are you growing? Like the reflection of it. Uh, I just feel like um, I, I don't think people know how to reflect. Mm, like like to just stop like just to stop and be like wait like why is that instead of just reacting to it right i think i saw like a like a tiktok where someone was like we react to things rather than like reflect on it right so i feel like yeah i guess just the the main you know message of like this like um you know tick or like this topic was that um you're gonna get more uh, more than more than an education in college, it's more of like a perspective of like other people, other people's backgrounds. Right. And, and learning doesn't have to stop in college. Exactly. This is where I say like I've really thought about myself as a lifelong learner, mm-hmm. right? And and I think when we have that perspective of like, there's always something new to learn. Mm-hmm. And you know when people are like, well, I I I was today years old when I found out blank, and it's like those are the beautiful things when you're like, yo. And it's okay to be that, like, yeah. to be that, to be vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. Like, and say that you don't know something. Mm-hmm. Like, and people can't okay. admit that. Yeah, yeah like, to, to be comfortable in vulnerability. Yes. And that's, like, <laughs> vulnerability is powerful for, for those who don't know. Brene Brown. Yes. Like, please, Austin please, Bernie. please. Go listen to her. The go get power. her books. Um, she's listen to her Audible. Yes. Like, like, if you don't read, Audible is the next best thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, be able to think about yourself as as whole, like, not even whole people, but eventually working up to that, right? Like, yeah. being able to know that we are, we are working towards something that will make us complete eventually. And it, it doesn't mean that in your 20s you're going to end up there, but mm-hmm. it's a lifelong journey. Exactly. And sometimes it takes forever and sometimes you won't even get there. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're continuing to learn outside of a classroom, that's beautiful. And, like, just don't do it. Like, you, like don't be afraid to be judged. Like, who cares? Who cares? Who fucking cares? Right. <laughs> like, co- like, college, yes, I gave a fuck about what people thought about mm-hmm. me. But eventually I was like, these are the people who are the naysayers, but also there's the people who are like there to support you yeah. and, and be able to be selective about like, okay, I, I fuck with you because like you're there for me. Exactly. Right? You're going to find, I feel like um, I found those people like, I feel like you meet a lot of people in college, but yeah. then like you'll find people who are going to back you and then, but then you're going to find the people who like, who won't like be there for you right and it's a trial and error so but to be honest also too like at the end of the day like you are your own cheerleader exactly exactly know how to cheer yourself on so all right well that's college what a great start what a great start because i think it leads into our next point like it's okay to feel lost or feel the pressure of having your shit together right Uh, yeah i definitely felt the pressures of like family the pressures of being part of a Filipino family, holy shit, y'all. Like, y'all don't understand. If you maybe uh, people of color might be able to understand this, but like, it's that understanding that many of our our, our parents, especially if they come from if they're immigrants, mm-hmm. um, it's this like, oh, we we came to America for the American dream, which is fake as fuck. So let's not <laughs> let's, let's not subject ourselves to that. Yeah. To that. But, like, really just understanding that they came here for a better life. And I think when we understand the sacrifice that they've made, it makes us feel like, holy shit, what are we doing with our lives? And it's like... Like, we have to, like, 
hold up our end of the bargain to our parents right, type of thing. Like, right. And even then, like, like here, it, it says, like, we need to embrace that uncertainty, mm-hmm. right? Like, pay attention to how you're lost and find out what you really want to do because a lot of the times we're subjecting ourselves to, like, what they want us to do. Exactly. And that really, that really is hard when we have to feel like we always got to be on 100 or always got to put up this front like we good like yo it's okay to cry it's okay to admit that like shit is not cool like and and for me that was the most powerful moments when i was able to come to friends and being like yo i got kicked out of ucsd yeah and so everybody was like you know what it's it's a it's a it's a setback but don't let that like determine or put a lot of value on who you are as a person and i think when we put value in our mistakes or our failures that's when it comes really really bad and and were you were you were you hard on yourself when you when you like got kicked out oh yeah let me just tell you i was so ashamed i didn't tell nobody (laughs) i didn't tell my parents that i got kicked out i was like yo i'm getting uh, i'm going to community college because they said it was cheaper nah my ass got kicked the fuck out um and so that was a time where i had to like have the conversation with myself and be like what do i really want what is the thing that i want and as somebody who's like religious i had that conversation with god and i was like yo what is it that i'm here to do yeah because sometimes we lose our our sight on the on the goal or anything like that but even then like god's plan is sometimes the thing that we aren't working towards and and sometimes it takes failures or a setback to really realign us yeah. right like mm-hmm. and and that's the that's the beauty of making mistakes and really taking it upon ourselves to be like yo what is it and i think it, i think those times where it's like we go through like a setback like that because i was also like on academic dismissal mm-hmm. and i I, I feel like it's more of, like, a check-in, like, with yourself of, oh, like, yeah. you know, is this what you really want, you know, right. because you've been slacking, right. you know? But, and, goes, yeah. and, I, and I feel, like, really, I kind of feel really blessed to have gone through those, like, Amen, yeah, Amen. to the go through those struggles of, like, is this what you really want, huh? But also, too, it's, like, don't take for granted your education. Oh, my God. Yo, not gonna lie, you know, being graduate from UCSD is clout. Yeah, <laughs> so much clout. I know it's not a UCLA, yeah, I, not, a, not a Berkeley, but, like, yo, I graduated from an R1 institution, and I got to see the sunset every fucking day. Yeah, yeah And like, so it's it's beautiful, right? And, and we often have to go back to that point of, like, we need to reflect. Mm-hmm. We need to check in with ourselves. Because, like, check yourself. Right. Yeah. And know that you don't have to do it by yourself. Exactly. Like, like I'd be having these conversations with Rachel. I remember back in the day, we were like, bitch, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Facebook Messenger, like, fuck. Yes. I so who did you talk to in Warren? Or like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what resources do you know? Like, yeah. how do we get, how do we, like, uh, put this appeal in? Yeah. And so it was really, like, if you know what you want and, and how do you get yourself out, it's like, you don't have to do it by yourself. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing that I think a lot of people just resort to is like, how do I get myself out of this situation? Yeah. And it goes back to that vulnerability of like, it's okay to let people know. It's okay to let yeah. yourself know. Yeah. Right. And so that's the thing where I was like, yo, I it, it took the struggle, y'all, the struggle. To finally know that it's okay to not have my shit together, but I will be. Yeah. I, I will get it. You had get to it you had to, you know, know that that like you're going to be okay type of thing girl like girl there's another point down there but like i'm gonna say this right now even though as cliche as it fucking sounds and everybody at ucsd said this 
trust the process. Oh, yeah. Yo, it, it's truly that, but I know how much of a privilege that is to trust that process. But if if you are surrounded by people who are willing to go through that struggle with you, mm-hmm. that's going to be beautiful at the very end because at the very end, you get to celebrate that that accomplishment, right? Yeah. Um so yeah, like it's yeah. So don't feel like you got to get your shit together. I feel it's like in, okay. in I feel like in this like like having your shit together it's like that expectation like from your parents Mm -hmm. and i think that like you know when we go through like like academic dismissal getting kicked out whatever like it's a check-in but also too i think it's like overall in your 20s it's like a big transition of like okay your parents want you to do this right what is it that you really want so i think it's kind of like a phase out of like okay your parents like brought you up to this point but now you have to really figure out what you want, right. you know, because, you know, this is your life type right. of thing. But and sometimes we don't have, we can't do that in a home, right? Like our parents are always around. Oh my us. God, yeah. And until we leave and meet new people and really live life, will we be able to be like, damn, that like, what is it do I want? No, right? yeah, because I feel like, because, you know, I live with parents too and it's yeah. like, like, they still like tell me to do stuff and like, I don't mind it, but then like, I'm like damn like for the people who have like not like there's more there's more out there. <laughs> right. So much more and I think we'll we'll talk about this in a little yeah. bit, but like being able to then have that conversation, mm-hmm. right? Not only with them but with yourself. Like yeah. how do you do that? And like having like different perspectives yeah. from uh, from other people. Which brings us to our point number three. Yeah. <laughs> um, meet people as much as you can. Yeah. So, you know, like, don't be afraid to meet people and put yourself out there. So recently, like, I was on um, the UCSD bio alumni panel. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of the people who were talking about, like, they, it's like they just, you know, did the ABC. I went to school with UCSD. Yeah. You know, my parents, like, told me to do bio and stuff like that. But then they're like, I don't know what to do with it. But I feel like... um that's where like networking comes into play. Right. Like shout out to Christy Kiyogi. Like if you're not, mm. <laughs> you're not networking. You're right. not working. Exactly, like. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, something that I think about, especially with working students now, um, is that they are stuck behind a phone. They're stuck on social media, and oh sometimes my God, yeah. like they don't know how to interact in person. And I think that's one of the blessings that I feel that I have is mm-hmm. that I I've become a very social person and I could hold a conversation with someone but even then it's always about like and, and it's not to like monopolize on the people that you've met but it's being able to say you're a good person I, I I really see that we can we can help one another through this life right and and that's the thing that I've been able to understand and the things that I've been able to let go as well because we we know that people come into our lives like for a reason right they they stay in our lives for a very long time some of them have an expiration date and that's okay yeah right like imagine if we just collected 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 like all of our homies i'd be like i wouldn't even know how to like have intimate relationships with every single one of you and so it's more important for me for the quality and the people that i meet um and be able to like work with them and yeah. like love them right and so 
um, again, it doesn't necessarily need to be very personal, but also professional. Um, my biggest thing is like keep in touch with your mentors um, oh. or like the people that have really instilled a lot of knowledge in you or like helped you out like yeah. in some way. Yeah. Like the one person that I always think about is like Kuya Joseph. Oh my like, god! Shout out literally, to Kuya. Yeah. Kuya, like even though I saw you know, him running yesterday. <laughs> oh, look at him! Yeah, I know. Hashtag twenty twenty one. Glow up! Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, you don't know who they can introduce you to. Mm-hmm. And that's the other beauty of networking is that it doesn't stop at that one person. There will always be somebody to connect you with somebody else. And I feel like just don't be afraid, like, to just reach out to another person. Like, if you need something, right. like, because at the end of the day, you're the, you're the one who's going to suffer. <laughs> right. Like not. And this is where I say have no shame in sliding into the DMs. Especially, well, when, when, especially <laughs> when you're trying to, like, like gain knowledge and stuff like that. I'm always, not always, I'm not always sliding into DMs, y'all. Like, like, <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm definitely, when I see um, therapists or stuff like, or people like that who are posting things about, like, life and, and how we work as people and, like, healing trauma... Um, I'm always like, how did you do that? Like, how did you learn that? What are your resources? So you um, ask them, kind of like, yeah, I ask them like, you, like, did you learn did that you in a book or like, yeah. and and as somebody who has a counseling background, like that was the one thing for me is like I'm constantly learning because there's different um, iterations of how people are learning mm-hmm. and how they're healing, mm-hmm. right? And so that was my biggest thing is like you don't know who can teach you something that will I change know. your life. I know. I feel like. I feel like every time, like, I go into, like, a new space or, like, a new job, I feel like I try to, f- like, find somebody who I can look up to and yes. then, and then like, reach out to them and, like, you know, learn learn from them. Yeah. Like, I ask about their experience and, you know, it's okay. It's okay to do that. Cause, yeah. And honestly, like, we're all human, like, and it's fine. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, it's, like, experience is not in the textbooks. Oh, hell experience yeah! Experience is not written in a book and that's the thing that that's the beauty that people can give you yeah. is like that that experience of like you know this is what i went through mm-hmm. and i think that was a beautiful thing of like okay i i resonate with that a little bit or even a lot mm-hmm. and i can definitely be able to work through that um so yeah like meet people even if they become your best friends become your colleagues did you meet a lot of people in hawaii like who helped who helped you to get to where you're at today absolutely mm-hmm. i think um coming in a lot of people were like oh how do i get you connected or like you should Mm -hmm. talk to this person and this person and of course it's a little intimidating because you're the new kid on the block yeah right and to me i was like i can't be that because if i'm constantly thinking that i'm the new kid on the block i will always be you're gonna yeah you're gonna stay right yeah and i think recently have i been able to put myself it's also putting yourself out there right like you said and so I joined, like, different committees, and I'm now part of, like, this, this like, commission where we're talking about racism and bias. But mm-hmm. a stemming from that is, like, other Filipino educators who are like, yo, we need to uplift, but also let the Filipino community be known by these right. people. Because often Filipinos are, are not part of the, the conversation because yeah. they're like, oh, y'all are nurses and y'all are this and that. I'm oh like, y'all, we the struggle bus <gasps> out here. Like, if y'all look at the statistics of, like, COVID out in Hawaii, I just posted it on my Facebook. What's up? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, the disparity is that we are we are one of the highest um, non 
Pacific Islander group in Hawaii, but yet we make up a large proportion of the people who are impacted by COVID or even died from COVID. Yeah. And that's what's wild to me is that there's disparity out there that people don't know about. Um, And I wasn't able to understand and know those things unless I put myself out there. Right. And that was beautiful. So um, be grateful for the people who are willing to connect you and and Mm -hmm. be able to say thank you. I think don't just run. Don't just run with the information that you have. Like be grateful and know that you will also have your turn to share that knowledge with somebody else. Yeah. Right. That's like total mentorship. Yeah, girl. Let me say. I feel like mentorship and like, you know, that can come in all forms, like whether it's like in your friends or like in the workplace or like at school. Right. But, you know, but it's okay, you know, also to like people come and go. Yeah, absolutely. (sighs) All right. But all of that said, like this next topic, my God. Okay. Um, so number four, post grad is the most scariest thing in this period of time. Embrace the uncertainty. Um Yeah. So for me, um, as as an educator that works with like people who are graduating, um, one of the things that I really work with students is like plan for several outcomes. Um, because it, before graduation, absolutely. Because the one thing that happens all the time is people will well the thing is people don't have enough time to plan for the future Mm -hmm. sometimes in college you're just so caught up in your classes and you're just like fuck like how do i think about tomorrow when you're literally trying to trying to make sure that you go to bed that same day time you know um and so my biggest thing is being able to help them through that so that when when graduation does happen they are in that moment of celebration and, and being able to really speak to the sacrifice that they made but, or even the accomplishments that are coming with that, yeah. right? And so... Did you have a time a of, like, like uncertainty? Of like, oh, like, fuck? Yeah, yeah. Oh, girl, let me tell you. What was that like? Oh, it was, it was crazy. So <laughs> I, I did not graduate in, like, the standard June, right? I, yeah. I, I graduated at the end of winter quarter. Mm-hmm. And that was a time where I was like, holy shit, like, jobs aren't opening. Um, what am I going to do next? And there was a lot of opportunities, so I applied to City Year. So those mm-hmm. who don't know, like, this is a, um, it's like AmeriCorps where you go into uh, different areas around the world um, and serve as mentors to um, students of low-income backgrounds or even um, who are in very much, like, uh just like struggling in their education and it's about that mentorship and being able to guide them through that and that was one opportunity but i was like yo but i also want to go to grad school but like i had a shitty ass gpa yeah yeah, yeah. um and so i i put myself out there and applying for grad school as well but it was all uncertain because i was like i ain't gonna make money i have this college degree but what am I going to do with it? Yeah. And so... What was what, your degree again? My degree was public health. Uh-huh. And I didn't do anything public health related. Everything was like... Oh, yeah. And access like, like, and retention. Like, but like in the end... But even... The, is public public health not related to what you're doing now? Right now, right? Absolutely <laughs> not. Like, it Did was, you have a specialty, by the way? For... For public, public health. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, was, uh, I was specialized in social and behavioral health. Uh-huh. Um, so shout out to the School of Public Health that was just, you know, formed by Dr. Anderson. Shout oh, out okay. to her. Um, so that was a lot of it. And so knowing that my degree wasn't going to be applicable, or I was trying to figure out how it was going to apply to my future, 
um, that's when I really tapped into like academic advisors to be like, okay, what is my uh, next UCSD? Book? Yeah, um, shout out to Jean Sandan. <laughs> I know you're really great. <laughs> UC- um, what college? What college? Uh, Marshall, Marshall College. college. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, um, and so he really was like, I think because of how you talk about your passions to work with students, mm-hmm. he was like, yo, you need to go to this counseling program at a Cal State Long Beach. And like, oh. he was the one who really got me there. And so he was like, take that chance. Like, and, and that was where I was able to gain knowledge about the program and, and all of that. And because of that, it was putting myself out there. And that was, that was scary. What was your reaction when he told you, take that chance? Um, I was like, yo, but I'm not ready. Like, I, I knew that grad school is very much about the numbers. Right, like, like your stats. Yes. Yeah, okay. So my GPA, like, what did I do? And when I found that this program was very much holistic admission, mm-hmm. so they they looked at your um, last ninety units, they looked at your personal statement. A lot of that I really depended on, and even this, I don't believe in standardized tests. So CSU Long Beach does that particular program does not accept the GRE. So I was like, Fuck fantastic. Okay. Um, <laughs> and because of that, I really. Like, I was really able to see that there weren't a lot of barriers. It Mm -hmm. was just for me to be uncomfortable. And that was okay. Yeah. Right? Like, being uncomfortable is okay. And and being able to work through that was was beautiful. Because then eventually got me admissions into grad school. And even though it was a long three years, uh, shout out to the class of 2019 (laughs) from the Student Development um, and Higher Education Program. Um, it really was hard, and at the very end, we were like, "Yo, we we made it." Yeah, you. We've, well, even we you, you yeah. you made it. Like you took that chance of like uncertainty. Right. Like, well, so like, what 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 made you like, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna go, you know, go with it. Like, right. I think it was because I wanted again the outcomes. I wanted different. I wanted choices. So, oh, you wanted to have options. Options. Okay. okay. I wanted to have a choice yes, to figure out what did I want to do. So. With City Year, I was able to get in, and that was an option, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And then grad school was the other side. And Mm -hmm. so I had two pathways that I wanted to go down, but when I was thinking about the long run, I think grad school was the place to be because then it validated my entire college journey. Of what you wanted to really do, especially with, like, student affairs and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that it was a counseling-focused degree, I was like... Yes, because I really appreciated the human connection, being right. able to work with students and, and unpack a lot of the things that we don't talk about. Yeah. And so when I was a, when when I learned that, you know, some people have advisors that they can't really talk to because there wasn't that connection. I was right. like, people need to have that human connection and know how to do it. To be personable. Right. I, I think that's so important because like it's I know it's like intimidating, you know, to go to professors, go to TAs, blah, blah, blah. Like, right. like. I think that also what comes into play is like, you know, be yourself and yeah. like knowing what you want. Yeah. Like, so it's like you got to know what you want, but also to um, go get go get it. Go like, get it. Right. Yeah. Be a go getter. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid. And and this is where I say failure should not like uh, define you. Right. Even though you get a rejection. And this is one of the things about postgrad is that you will continually apply for jobs, for grad school, for all those things. And I think you have to mentally prepare yourself that rejection is okay. I think it's part of the journey, to be honest. Absolutely. Like, it's like you're going to get rejected. You're going to get rejected, like whatever. But I think it's about 
you know, coming back from it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I don't know, lately this thing has been sticking in my mind. It just takes one blessing. Girl, one opportunity. Just one opportunity and that's it. It's like it's like God's happy hour. Here you go. You got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And that's when you really think like God got my back. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it, I I am very grateful for that. And so um that's one of the the things that you have to really believe in and and failures are living your best life because then you're able to learn from that yeah like and being okay with like "Ah, fucked up i don't really give a fuck yeah and and again it's learning from those mistakes those failures and be like okay how do i do better and so with job applications one tip is if you don't get the job ask them how can i do better what did I do in that application or how did I do in that interview that really didn't speak to Mm -hmm. y'all? Because again, it's all about Mm self-improvement. And so if you're getting these rejections, rejections, think about like, okay, why? Like, what is it? What am I doing wrong? Exactly. And there's people out there who are willing to let you know. There's employers out there who's willing to let you know. Um, So know that, just know that you are there. Um, Another thing that really like really got to me was this feeling of like i am not enough Ooh, right that's a bullet like under here so yeah um did you ever have a time of like imposter syndrome of like you know shit this is not for me but and how did you get through it yeah stemmed from the academic probations like yo this school is telling me i'm not fit for this shit and that was like yo I, i really need to reconfigure like how do i get through this um, but also when I got into grad school, a lot of it was like, how did I get here? As um, in like, you were kind of like, what? Like, yeah, I made it. Like, I made it. But yeah. like, I'm still over here questioning whether or not I'm capable. <laughs> yeah. like, and that was so scary because I went to the admissions office. And I was like, can I see my admissions record? Are you serious? You, yeah. you, why did you ask that? Because I saw on like Instagram that somebody asked like, oh, you could see your admissions record and you could t- you could see like what people said. what people are like wrote Shut about up. you, your evaluation I and didn't stuff know like that. that. And literally were you just like curious about it very curious because i needed that validation no one was going to give it to me and so i was like i think i have to find it myself like i need to think and reflect like what got me here and a lot of it was like you need to realize that there's a reason why you're here and there's a reason why they picked me um i didn't know that you were that that curious about it oh i was super what made you want to like go check it out like because i think my biggest thing is how did I get, like, the fellowship and how did I get into this grad school where it's highly competitive, yeah. only 10% of applicants you get in, it, and I made it. And I was just like, what did they see in me that I don't see in myself? Mm-hmm. And that was the one thing I was like... Were you having a moment? Like, oh, definitely. What was yeah. Definitely. I <laughs> like, was like, I'm not cut out for this shit. Like, uh, I, I, I shouldn't be here. I'm taking a seat away from somebody else that deserves yeah. it or who is did, more deserving. Did you right? think you were, like, fa- gonna fail? Like, Yeah. Because of, like, my academic journey, I was just like, oh, this is gonna be another uh, uh, failure that uh, yeah. I'm gonna go through and I'm gonna get kicked out again. Oh, and wow. so a lot of that insecurity of, like, failing really, yeah. really stuck with me going into grad school. And then when... I went through my first semester and received, like, all A's. That's when I was like... Who the fuck? Right! <laughs> first ever in grad school, getting a 4.0. Did not get that shit in undergrad. Yeah. And I'm literally like, am I really Is this cu- cut out for, for this? Real? Like, yeah. And so that's when a lot of people are like, no, I'm feeling that same way. And so that's that vulnerability piece when a lot of people are like, yo, I don't feel cut out for this. And, and there was a purpose for every single one of us to be in that cohort. And so... When I finally realized, especially in the counseling program, it was like, 
it's there's a lot of like you just got to believe in yourself yeah like knowing that you are enough your mindset exactly yeah. and i am capable yeah. i am deserving for all of the things that are happening to me it's not that it was handed to me i definitely mm-hmm. worked for this shit yeah. and i and i didn't and i didn't like pull strings i didn't go through an admission scandal to like, get here it was basically like, like all you like all right, on your, all on your mirror right yeah. and and i didn't believe it i didn't believe it at all until i got to grad school and got that 4.0 and was like bitch start believing because you you, you, need, you to. need to yeah. you need to and i think that's where i built my confidence right like that's where i was like yo i i think i'm a person who is deserving of this education who can now leverage this degree to continue to help students who look like me mm-hmm. and i think that was like the most powerful piece of like this will set you up to do what your what your purpose is what was your why yeah and so that was like my why was let me help out other filipino students who look like me because there wasn't a lot of us like in in your cohort in my cohort but even then when i look at uc san diego there wasn't there was a couple filipino like you know student affairs professionals that i think about so like kuya joseph frida those were people that i look at and and those were people that i was like i want to be like them right yeah you want to be like your mentor right yeah and and eventually when i realized that i was very unique in a sense of like i got kicked out twice and there's other filipino students and i made it and there's other filipino students who are struggling as well and i'm like i i trust i trusted those people to to help me get through it yeah and i want to be that for other filipino students and Mm so uh hashtag why i moved out of hawaii um because there's a bunch of filipinos out there and i was like Y'all brown people, I'm here. I'm literally here. And and it's not to say that I have the savior complex, right? It's to say that I want to be able to serve a purpose and, and say that I'm going to make place for you. I'm going to create a space where you can feel comfortable with me and say that, you know what? My identities matter. Yeah, because, you know, I feel, well, there are those people out there who's yeah. like, how am I going to, you know, make a difference in this world type yeah, of thing? Yeah, and I think the difference I wanted to make was, let me make sure that none of these Filipino students get kicked out of college because I knew that feeling. Yeah. That feeling sucked. Um, and, and, like, so, representation, too. Like, uh, as, like, girl. you know, a Filipino right. woman, too. Right. Like, Filipino woman, Filipino man, queer I, I, Filipino man. I like, feel like also, too, like, when I, when I was in college, like, there was, like, a time where it's, like, what am I going, like, what is my legacy here? What am I going to, what am I going to leave here? How am I going to inspire, like, other people to, like, you know, bring it out of them so they can inspire other people. Right. So when so, was that for you? When I was chair. Oh, girl, let's talk about it. So, like, when I was chair, I feel like, uh, um, I went through it my first time when I was Coco. Okay. Um, I felt like that was, like, a big, like, learning lesson of just, like, working with somebody else. But it wasn't, obviously, towards the end of, like, you know, PCC, where uh, our Filipino culture program, where, like, you know, I can't, I I have this drive of wanting to inspire, like, other people and to, like, you know, build leadership into, like, others. And so, like, you know, when I went into chair, that's where, like... All right, like we're gonna have board members. Like everything is like up to you. Like, yeah. but it, like my only job here is to, you know, help you carry out like your event. Like, all right, but also too, it's like it's up to you. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm, I just feel I feel like I do that like with my friends and like just people who I meet and stuff like that. And also too, like this is why like I'm doing this podcast. Yeah, girl, <laughs> like, inspiring people. Yeah, like I mean, it doesn't have to reach like so many people, but I guess like the people who I meet, yeah. like, 
and yeah that i feel like that was like my moment but i i really want to work towards like to apply it to my career and and stuff like that but i don't know we'll see 2021 because 2020 is such a shit show but you know whatever um the other thing about like post-grad is like pick a hobby um i think one of the things after grad school that i was like yo i lost a lot of the the things that i find um fun in and so i lost my hobby of like photography just Mm. because i wasn't able to go out there right yeah um but even then i loved food um Mm. so now for those who followed me on ig like you've seen that i've been baking cookies (laughs) yeah Um, and so that's been my new hobby and a lot and i and i've been able to share that with community and a lot of people are like yo, you should start a business. A bakery? Yeah, like a bakery. Do you think you would ever have, like, a side hustle, like, as, like, a bakery? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. I think that's that's one of the things that I'm trying to manifest is, like, this baking company that I'm thinking about. Um, But because of, like, my position right now, it it can't happen. Uh Um, But I think later on, if it if it if the stars align it's definitely gonna come through because i think um especially in hawaii there's this like feeling of shared community Uh and a lot of it is it isn't about like like being well the biggest thing is like people share community and share love by sharing food food yeah and I so feel like Filipinos are like that too oh for yeah. sure yeah oh yeah we're when like we that. have like potlucks and like <laughs> yeah. parties everybody's bringing a dish yeah. um so that was like my hobby that I'm really trying to get back to and and even then hiking has become a new thing because I live in Hawaii like yeah. there's hikes everywhere yeah um but just know I'm not doing it by myself like yeah. <laughs> I'm literally not about to get I don't know because like when that. I was in college like I, I when people are like oh let's go hiking I was like the fuck like I'm out of shape right like I don't have time for that I have like I, I feel like I was always on the go yeah. like I I didn't I yeah I did not practice self-care about like even like working out and stuff like that but because I think like I did what I wanted to do like an undergrad was just you know do student leadership finish my degree and then I felt like I had more time for myself yeah. to you know you know lose weight yeah yeah girl. like I lost like 30 pounds yes like, congratulations <laughs> and you like, look good thank you and then um I've been recently I started like picking up like um photography again yes. so um I don't know, I just want to continue doing that because there's more to life than just like ABC and you have to find out like what, you know, makes you happy, makes you want to live, like right. and stuff like that. Your so. job is, you know, your career is one thing, but like being able to balance your career with things that you love and enjoy yeah. is like the beauty in life. Yeah. And so when we are no longer, you know, worrying about finals, when we're no longer thinking about yeah. like how the hell am I going to pay for gas to get home, like, yeah. or, or even how am I going to pay for rent? I think those are the things that I no longer worry about, and I think that's a privilege knowing that I have an education and I have a you know a job. Um, but again, it, it goes back to what else am I supplementing my happiness with? Yes. Um, because it's not just even though we worked our ass off for this degree in our career, mm-hmm. it's like. I want to do other shit too, like, and in that you like don't live know, my life, right? Like, yeah, and you don't know when when a hobby yeah. becomes your your newfound career, right? Like, imagine if I leave higher education and become a baker, bitch, that'd be <laughs> fucking wild. Uh, but like, I'm I'm there, and I and I really want to be at a different place, but also. I want to live life as as if I how you want how to. I want to. But right? I mean, you still find joy in like your your student affairs. Like, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, like, absolutely. I find 
a lot of positivity in the students that I impact or the students that I serve um and and that's beautiful too but I don't ever want to know that my happiness just stems from my career yeah because then you have to have that other stuff out like when you clock out like when when you go home like what is it yeah like there has you have to go home to something something and and sometimes it's okay to go home and literally not do anything because maybe the day was hard Mm -hmm. but it that shouldn't be your that's it yeah like um and even then I think just finding the beauty in the little things it doesn't need to be grand it, it doesn't yeah. you know you don't need to spend money on things like mm. whatever your hobby like if you want to go and run in the neighborhood <laughs> in, a, in, in the neighborhood or even anything where you feel safe and comfortable and it's feasible yeah. then so be it but like it, it's literally understanding the the small things yeah. and, and being able to be like i love this i like it um so yeah and then i think the last piece that i want to talk about like for post-grad is Think about your finances. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people freak the fuck out about money, especially after grad school. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like for me, um, coming from a low imp- income background, uh, finances was always rough for me. And so when I graduated college, I literally probably had a thousand dollars in my bank account. And Coachella was literally two weeks away. And I was like, Fuck it. I'm about to drop hella money on this shit. Fuck it. Um, and <laughs> that was my way of like treating myself yeah. and really celebrating that moment. But even though that was like low-key irresponsible, I really don't regret it. I don't regret that moment of spending of, that like, money. Of like money for like... Right. Oh my God. Um, but even on the flip side of that, if, if that is not something that serves you, like going to Coachella and stuff like that... Um, think about like investing. I think a lot of young people don't. We're know saving about money. We're saving money. Like yeah. even like it's like a hundred dollars, like um, a, a paycheck or something. Right. It goes a long way. Open up that Roth IRA. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And even then, I think um, read more about financial literacy. Yes, uh-huh. I think um, for me, I didn't know the value of a dollar mm-hmm. until I started making my own dollar. Right? Oh, really? Okay. And that was like, holy shit! Like. I have this or I'm no longer thinking about oh fuck I can only I can only buy a McChicken and a small fries like (laughs) those days are over those days are over but like you know be mindful of like you know money right and be smart be smart about it but also to like live your life man like go to Coachella Right. One hundred percent, like right. advice. It's, it's it's an experience, and those are it those is. are memories that are are priceless. And you go with your homies. Yeah, and your, your homies. When you like, go with your homies, and when they tell you to take it, you take it. <laughs> I'm yeah. I mean, these these got to be homies that you trust. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so. If you can, one of the other things that I really suggest is paying off a little bit of, like, subsidized loans um, or even unsub loans, Mm -hmm. whether that is, like, $5, $10, $50, um, because then that will lower everything else later. So that's... And, like, no stress, too. Like, it'll alleviate your stress. Right. And so it'll make you... It'll help, like, paying off uh, faster and, and stuff like that. So... That's everything that I've thought about, like, money is... And that that's the one thing that I didn't do, was, mm-hmm. like, learn about And what money. you wish you, you had yeah. done. Yeah. And I'm still over here, like, going to Barnes & Noble, trying to find, like, self-help books about financial literacy. For, like, money? For money, trying to learn about stock markets and, like, investment. Oh, yeah, that's something I want to get into. Because I'm literally over here thinking about Tesla, and I'm like, <gasps> why the fuck? I know somebody who bought, like, hella stocks, hella stocks and now they're rich as fuck. Like... I I I think about that a lot, and I'm like, I just need to be able to learn and and 
and be able to be comfortable with it. Because again, the stock market, it goes up and down, but we may never know yeah. what it's going to come out of it at the at the long run. So um, really understand your, your financial health um, and really your credit. Let me tell you, I used to think that education was the key to social mobility. Nah, it's your damn credit score. You know why? Because the higher credit score or even lower credit score, that determines your interest rates later on. You could be paying so much more money later because of a low credit score. That you had like... Um, right. And so before. it's understanding and being... Um, what do you call it? And understanding like how to like pay back your loans or pay back debt. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, that will allow you to buy a house with a lower interest rate Ooh. buy a car with a lower interest rate yeah. right like and so a lot of it is knowing your credit score so if you know every single year you have access to three free credit reports every single year um, but during the time of covid uh i think it's like freecreditreport.com uh they do it every single week you could get a free uh, credit report every single week until next year sometime i don't know what month i think it's april but not sure look it up um <laughs> but yeah and so it definitely sets yourself up in ways that that will help you on in the future and if and if you don't have a really good credit score right now um start working about it start learning about it oh, and, yeah. and really find out what are ways that you could work through that because eventually it'll pay off in the long run y'all like it'll be so great so so great sick bro <laughs> <laughs> Totally sick. Sick. So our next number five, um, travel. Um, get to know your own culture, embrace it, and then explore other cultures because it's definitely opened up my eyes. I think, like in my experience, like going back to the homeland, like Philippines, like really definitely opened up my eyes. Like it really humbled myself of like you know where I came from and like just meeting relatives. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm just fortunate fortunate enough to know like my relatives and just know like you know where it came from and you know that philippines like in itself is like a third world country and that definitely like humbled me and like i feel very blessed to be like connected to my culture especially like like growing up like i was kind of told to like oh like don't learn like tagalog because like they um my family wanted me to assimilate in like an american culture but like when i grew up i was kind of like wait but like I want to know like what my language is and stuff like that. Like, um, I guess like my only thing is it's like when you travel, like you learn about yourself. Like, I guess just like in traveling about yourself, like how to deal with like the rush of like in the airplane and like your family or whoever you're traveling with. And like, and when you travel, like you meet different people of like different backgrounds. Um, question. And what's up? Have you traveled by yourself? Uh, for a little bit, like, um, when I went to Portland, um, I was supposed to meet up with my friend Kat. Like we were, she was in Seattle, and I was supposed to meet her in Portland, but she missed her train oh, to Portland. So I was by myself for like a day. So I, I that's the closest to like being by myself traveling. Okay, and um, I've tra- I've flown before by myself, and um, I think it was. It was good, um, like just enjoying the solitude of like, but also too I was scared because like I'm by myself. Right. Like it was like a different kind of like vulnerability. Like I gotta look out for myself. I gotta be okay. And like, and I think I I I don't know. It's fun, but like 
I wouldn't do it again only because like I like traveling and talking to other people about uh, about like what's going around around me. Yeah. Like I could be like, oh, those girls need to shut the fuck up. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, so like, like stuff like that. Like I understand like the solitude of like of being by yourself, traveling like a new place. But like maybe I might rethink it because like I discovered like a tripod so I can do self timer. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. No. So, um, but also too, like, I'm just thinking of like the safety of it, like, yeah. like, but also too, like, it's just nice to have like another person with you who can like help you out and right. stuff like that, especially in a place that you've never been to. Right. Have you? No, I haven't. But that's one of the things that I want to do is travel by myself. Uh-huh. Um, and I think when I hear other people traveling and and they learn, it's truly like immersion, right? Yeah. Like when you truly immerse yourself into a culture mm-hmm. or even a different place and learning that 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 environment but also that again that culture um it's different and and i get the whole point of like sharing it with a moment with, the, with, with other people else, yeah because like no one else understands that moment understands because that i trip. want you to be there with me and be like yo like this is pretty cool right? like, and then later on be like yo do you remember, remember when time? we did that yeah, yeah. And so that's that's the thing that I think about the most is yeah. I want to be able to do that with so, homies and mm-hmm. friends. Yeah, and um, travel with different people. Yes. Yeah, yes. different people. Like like in my friend group, I go with one person and we go to a different place, and that's and that's okay. Like yeah. because every experience is different. Like because if I don't know if you go with the same like people, like it's just gonna be the same thing. Because I just feel like the people who you go with make your experience. Yes. So I I think it's, you know, okay to travel with, like, different people. Because then you also, too, you get to know the other person, too. You learn more about them. Yeah. And and the other thing that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about when they travel with friends is that there's going to be times where you're going to be irritated with one another. Oh, hell yeah. And people don't talk about that. People just, like, oh, it's going to be, you know. Fun, fun, fun. And and we're going to have all these plans. But I think when you're traveling by yourself, you're also learning about other people and how they deal with conflict or how they deal with setbacks that happen. That's why I say that, like, you know, traveling, like, with your significant other, it kind of tests your relationship. Oh, Let me just tell you. (laughs) Yeah, did you have that experience? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, in, in, I I was like, I'm really trying to think right now, do I put my business out there? Um, Like, patience, like. Like, patience Mm -hmm. and, and being able to, like, hear one another. Like, I've had, I've had, um disagreements with people on a trip um get annoyed with one another and that's why i've really appreciated when i go to airbnbs that i have my own separate room with them Um, like like your significant yeah or my well if it's with a significant other of course we're gonna be in the same bed but like if it's with a friend or a homie i was like you we ain't sleeping in the same bed like you gotta be somewhere else oh yeah um and i'm like i'm way too grown to be sharing no bed with no grown-ass person that is other than my partner right Um, so yeah, it's okay to have that, but then the one thing you also have to be okay with is giving each other that compassion of like, okay, we're irritated with one another, let's give each other some space. Mm -hmm. Because traveling, again, you don't always have to travel somewhere and be everywhere together. I think if you can talk about like, hey, today I'm just gonna do my own thing. With your friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and, and And that's that's okay. okay. And you could also do that with a partner, um, and and say like, hey, today I'm gonna do this, and later on let's meet up, right? Um, because again, you may want to experience things together, but if there's something that doesn't align and you're able to like give each other that grace to be 
like, go do your own thing and, yeah. and come back and, like, and the beautiful thing is coming back and then talking about it, right? And being yeah. like, oh, I took these pictures and I met this person. And oh, yeah, that's like, cute. That's hella cute. Yeah. And so I, I look forward to because that. Because you grow and then you're, 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 in, you're doing your own individual thing, yeah. too. Yeah, and knowing that, like, in a partnership, you don't always have to be together. And, like, yeah. the individuality is, yeah. is the beautiful part of, like, understanding that we're two different people. Oh, my God, that's so healthy. <laughs> oh, girl, let me tell you, it's taking time. Um, so healthy. What a concept, to be honest though like yeah. i've never heard that yeah and and that's the one thing that i that i think about and look at other people's relationships is is when they can do things on their own and be like hey let's meet up later and then we'll talk about it and and i think for me it's it's knowing that i don't always have to be by your side did have you ever met anybody or gone with anybody on a trip that was like huh like you want to do that like and um, then how did you react to that oh that's a great question um i don't think i have but I have been in a situation where I just didn't want to go out. I think in that in that particular time in my life, um, I was really going through it, like really mm-hmm. going through grad school, going through like my own personal relationships. And the fact that I was just like, I don't have the energy. I don't have the mental capacity. I don't have the physical energy to go outside and yeah. interact with people or like be somewhere. Um, and what I really wanted them to understand is like i'm not good right now and i hope you can you can like understand understand that yeah um and when when it became like well shit you just lazy we're out here and and we're in seattle and this this and that and i'm like i yeah that's great but like i'm not in a place that i want to be out like i just don't feel good and during that time like i was really heavily dependent on like recreational marijuana and Mm -hmm. it was a time for me where i was like why am i just so caught up in this yeah because i think it was one of those things where people you know suppress like this i just want to be okay and being okay is is being under that feeling and that is okay as well right and so um for me it it was like be able to understand one another when you're traveling and, and it's okay to be irritated but also try to seek that understanding yeah. Um, because again, you don't want to ruin the trip. Because yeah. But also too, it's vacation. Yeah. Like, be- I feel like that's what I I learned that like, like when you go somewhere, it's not just oh I have to go, I have to go out and see. Like yeah. sometimes it's just taking time to like relax, relax like in the Airbnb or like yeah. hotel and just be like, let's just take a rest. Yeah. We're <laughs> not that young. Yeah. Because sometimes like traveling is exhausting. It is. Like it the is. The one thing is give yourself like for me the pro tip is like give yourself time to readjust during your first mm-hmm. day there yeah because like you fly in it's a new time zone or if it's in the same time zone yeah. but it's a different place and you're just like how do i how do i make sure that i have all the amenities like bottled like for example bottled water in a freaking airbnb or a hotel yeah. That's not going to be provided to you just like right now. This fucking bottle of water oh, is two dollars, and I said, "Bro, I could get a whole case." Like, so it's understanding. Like, let's let's readjust and be okay. And yeah. and again, like, take there's, time. Yeah, there's times where people are like on the go, and I'm like, "Yo, let, we got to take full advantage of this," Cause especially if it's like a weekend trip and there's so much to do. And then like, like it's a crunch time, too. right? But then if you have like a week, it's like I'm gonna take my time. Yeah, and and this is why I say when you travel 
before you go, make a plan, make a schedule. Oh, yeah. And think about options, too. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be so rigid um, and be like, okay, if this doesn't work out, we could go here. If this doesn't work out, we could go here. And for me, like, when I definitely, when I travel with, like, other people, I'm the one to, like, start the Google Doc. Yes. <laughs> of, like, oh. like Monday, like, Tuesday. Exactly. But, like, you have to, like, go into it with, like, okay, th- at least we have stuff to do. But like you don't have to like Follow be it. like be flexible in that way. Yes, traveling be flexible. flexible yeah, like if uh, something doesn't work out, like it's okay. Like, cause yeah. also too, you have to think about like yourself of yeah. like being tired. Like, just enjoy it yeah, too. Exactly. So with that said, like you know, mm. being <laughs> on you know traveling with a significant other and times with. That comes of being selfish, which yeah. comes to point number six is be selfish or being selfish. So yeah, yeah. Um, th- again, this is the time you figure out who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's prioritizing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for Rachel and I, I know that I can speak for myself. Like I was a very selfless person. Mm-hmm. I was always given a fuck about what other people were doing and like making sure that they were taken care of but i also think that's like a cultural thing yeah my parents were like make sure that you're good so that i'm good and i'm like okay if i'm good if if i have good relationships with these people i should be able to do this 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 and this but then i finally realized i was so goddamn exhausted i was i was putting myself at risk and i didn't really understand like why why do i feel like this why why do i feel that i've done something good but at the end but of the day, the, yeah. I don't feel like I've been fulfilled. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And so... What was a time where, like, you know, you felt like you have to be selfish? Ooh, when I got kicked out of UCSD, girl. Oh, that's when, I like, I was on board my first year, and a lot of it was like, oh, what, how can I do this for you? How can I do this for, for you? For you, yeah. Yeah. And then when I got kicked out, I was like, why are these people when I was when I was, when I was them, Yeah, exactly. Right? And yeah. so... When I finally got that ish out of my head of like, I really need to like prioritize myself and yeah. make sure that I'm good before I help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my turning moment yeah. where I became my own cheerleader, my own advocate. Yeah. Yo, being your own advocate it's is so important. Yeah. So important. Um, sometimes you can't depend on people to be your advocate, and and sometimes you got to speak up and really like tell yourself, "This is what I want." Yeah. Um, and that's when I, I was like, okay, I need to be a go-getter. I need to understand who I am and what my wants are, what my needs are. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the pressures of, like, family, right? Oh, Telling you, like, oh, you need to do this, this and you need that, to do that. Yeah. Um, that you had really, to, like, put your foot down. Yo, so, like, and, and I'm still having that struggle today. And, and I'm like, I don't want people to think, or even my parents to think that, yes, I will, I will be there. I will show up. Right? Yeah, absolutely. In the best way that you can. Exactly. What is your capacities as a individual to be able to show up for your parents the way that they want you to show mm-hmm. up, but also being able to say, I can't do that right now. But I feel like when it comes to that, you just have to really communicate to them that like, I I will do it, but I can only do it for this so long. Right. So because I feel like, you know, becoming an adult is send- setting boundaries of <sighs> like your couple. <laughs> talk about that b girl uh, okay so uh, you obviously have something to say oh, yeah, um and i think that's the thing with family is sometimes there's no boundaries it's boundless and like and and that becomes very toxic mm-hmm. and and i think that's why a lot of people 
are often like resentful of their of their families or, yeah. or their parents or whomever. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I often struggle with is like, how do I not resent them? How do I not resent? And boundaries was the one thing. And, and it's not only with parents, but also with friends. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I feel like that's hard. It was really a hard pill to swallow of like, like even just like being selfish and like setting boundaries because I felt like in the time where I was trying to be selfish, they took it the wrong way. It's like, yeah. it's like, why are you throwing, you know, why are you throwing a fit? Why are you throwing tempo? Like, yeah. whatever. But, but like, this is, like, you have to understand, this is me doing me, taking the time for myself to, like, reset myself. Right. And then I'll come back to it. Right. And, like, you know, for me, hoping you, like, will still be my friend yeah. at the end of the day. And if you're not, if you don't understand, you know, well, that's up to you. Like, I, I really had to do what I needed to right. do for myself. Right. So. And you said your, you said your piece, you said your two cents. And yeah. it truly is up to that other person to be like, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And, I, and I'm going to lay off. Yeah. And I think that's also goes into like personal relationships or romantic relationships. Yeah. Also have some boundaries there and, and be, you could, you could have hard boundaries, but you could also have flexible boundaries and it comes down to what does a conversation look like? Um, and, and are we listening to one another? Are we understanding one another? Um, because at the end of the day, it is okay to be selfish. And, yeah. and as long as your partner understands why, then it's like, okay, cool. Um, or your friend understands why, yeah. cool. Um, because sometimes when, when other people say, when people say or hear no, Yo. No, yeah, like, they're kind of like, what? Yeah, they take that so personal, and yeah. it's like, no, me saying no is me doing me, me and I hope yeah. you would understand that, you know? And and sometimes it's like, I can't I can't do that. Um, like, I can't do this right now. Like, right. Yeah, like, and I think that's what doing, what doing me means. means like, yeah. Like, you know, just resetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so for, for you, like, what was it? What was, what was your defining moment of selfishness? So, so I felt like, because, um, you know, we were still friends. I was, like, friends with, like, people who were still in undergrad. And, oh, yeah. like, I think that transition of, like, um, you know, going in that routine, going out, like, every oh, night oh, with your friends. Oh. And then going into that, like, nine to five job and um it's like no i i gotta go to sleep we, got yeah, we, we gotta go to sleep and then it's just like oh like they like like friends are giving you like the guilt trip like oh, yeah. oh like we miss you blah, blah blah but then like um it just it was just kind of like a phase out of like you know i it's just sad yeah. where it's just like my college friends and like my it's like you don't want to disappoint them right. but also that idea of fomo yeah Yo, like that was so big that was so big i was like fuck i don't want to miss out on but that but that's like college too yeah. like the whole fomo thing where yeah i feel like i'm not there anymore yeah. i'm just like if you want to go, 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 <laughs> go to sleep um for real because i got work at six in the morning for type real. of thing but um i think like that's where i was selfish where it's like i had to like like i guess just transitioning from like you know college friends and then going into a, a big girl job of yeah. like having to wake up early and like you know focusing and stuff like that like because i i never had like a a big girl job and this was me like trying to i wanted to find myself like that's why i say like for me 26 is such a turning age because you're transitioning out of like college into like your career and i think that um that's why I wanted to find myself, like, who I am in the workplace, where I am, like, in my career. Like, mm -hmm. what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to leave a legacy, like, mm -hmm. where I'm at? Like, I need to think about, like, the future. And um, 
don't know. So, I mean, there's challenges, but the people who, well, who are loyal to you, they'll stick by you and then they'll come back to you. Yeah. And then the people who, like, who don't understand, well, bahalaka. <laughs> Girl, bye, peace. Bye, peace. It's up to you. Like, that's just doing you. Yeah. Like, you know, like we said, like, friends, like, you know, serve their purpose. Yeah. And then so. the people who get it, yeah. they'll stick around. What about you? Um, I think for me, it was when, again, that academic probation piece, but then I think in my own personal, like, romantic relationships, um, I, w- I really needed to understand that I was my own person. Mm, and, yes. like, th- there's this concept that a lot of people, a lot of people believe that, like, oh, my partner is here to complete me. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I, um, I learned that, too. Yeah, and, and it's, yeah. like, I am my, I'm so incomplete that I need to know that I will be okay, that I am my own person. Um, and if if you don't understand that, that that's going to be like hard for us to understand because then what I want for you is that same thing is that I want you to understand that you are going to grow and and my role right now in these relationships is to be your support system right to be somebody who's gonna you know hold you in a moment of support yeah and sometimes being selfish is understanding like okay how do I support that selfishness um, it doesn't mean that you don't have that they have to do it alone yeah. or you have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. It's being able to say, I want this for myself right now. And I hope you can understand And you have it. to stand by that. Right. Like right. you have to have the strength to stand by like, this is, I have to go, I have to do me. I have to do me. Do you think that like you can do you while being in a relationship? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the relationship that I'm in today mm-hmm. is that. Um, that's healthy though yeah very healthy and like we 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 are two individuals who understand that we're not here to complete each other we're here to complement one another yeah um and again it's also understanding that we still have our demons we still have shit that we got to work through Mm -hmm. and sometimes we got to do that by ourselves yeah but i know our partners will always be there to be like you don't have to always do it alone. Yeah. And and the thing is, when, when partners are like, I'm going to be here for you, I'm going to do it, sometimes that's not the support that you need, right? Sometimes yeah. the support is just knowing that they're there and they're there to support you when you want to tap on them. When they're like... Like when you want some, like right? when you want to. Right, yeah. I'm going to tap on you when, when I feel like I need somebody when I can't do it on my own. Yeah. Um, and they have to be understanding about it too. Right. So. And when people are like, well, I want to be there for you. And it's like, yes, and I really appreciate that. But it isn't about you. It's about <laughs> me. Like, and, and people are like, but I want you to be happy. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. cool. Now let me be happy. <laughs> like, y'all motherfucker, get off my back. Um, and so that's really one of the things, and, and I really had to check myself as well, because I also did that in, in my other relationships, yeah. right? And that's when I was like, that's not healthy. All I need to know is that, to let them know that I'm available when they need me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the most you can do, to right. be honest, is just communicate. Right. Communicate, girl. The big C word of the, of the decade. Man, we're going through the alphabet. Literally. <laughs> we got B's and boundaries. We got C's, C's and communication. With the D at. Girl. <laughs> okay. Girl. So, 
Ooh, okay. I got, it like leads into the next I'm so excited. Topic. I'm so excited for this one. Number seven, yes. the concept of loving yourself. What does it mean to love yourself? Right. And that's that's a that's a deep question. Yeah. Um, that is not one that you can answer right off the bat and be like, that's what it is. But I mean, right. and also too, it's not the same answer for everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, the biggest thing is honoring your thoughts and your feelings, mm. right? Like understanding that those, those things are valid. Um, and it is okay when you want to express those things. And honestly, it's understanding that you have to stay true to yourself. Yes. Like, um, because if you're going to constantly think like, what is that other person going to think of me yeah. because of what I have to say, then you're not going to be true to yourself because then you're always going to be changing and manipulating how can I how can I make this to more please, better for them? To right? please this person. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's where like um just any time like in life is to trade stay true to yourself. Like in a relationship and like in career, like right. or and, and in your friends. It's yeah. like yeah, we have like uh influences like especially like at work or like in friendships it's like what is it yeah they want all these things but it's just like what is it that you want you can't always right. like go with whatever what everybody else right says. and if it doesn't serve you purpose then why yeah, yeah. Right? Why, why are you here like um and then the other thing that i think a lot of people think might be weird um but i did this and this is how i got through that i am enough and i am yeah. capable mm-hmm. is that positive self-talk yeah um when you can like being easy with yourself yeah Yeah. oh girl (laughs) having a little bit of compassion and you look at yourself in the mirror and be like you're okay Mm -hmm. yeah and and if you want to cry that's even if you're struggling as fuck yeah and in like that is being able to honor yourself being able to love yourself um and sometimes it's it's hard it's a journey um, I'm definitely not at the point where I feel like I'm completely loving myself Mm -hmm. but there are moments there are times that I'm like, I feel good because like, like, okay. So I look at myself sometimes in the mirror. You got something to say. <laughs> and I'm like, I always look at it and be like, I'm that bitch. Hell yeah. Yes. I'm that bitch. Wait, I'm that bitch. And you really just got to believe it that you are, you are meant to be here. You are meant to be in this moment. And whatever you do, nobody can, can hold you back. And when I really looked at myself, and, and a lot of it came from, like, you know, body image issues for me. Yeah, or, like, uh-huh. feeling like I don't fit that, like, typical gay, like, like fit and whatever. Um, when I look at myself and be like, you're beautiful. Like, like when you look in the mirror. Yeah. Like, like, like it's the small things. It's literally the small things. And, and when I could tell myself that, like, someone's going to love you. And there's people who fuck with you with the way that you look, the way that yeah. you feel. And and that, to me, is is something that I'm able to tell myself, like, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm good. And so I've really come to a place where confidence has boosted because I was like, why am I subjecting myself to these social constructs of what it means to be a gay yeah. man? Oh, right? really? Okay. I'm trying to be my own person. Yeah. And, and when you realize that, a lot of the shit that we are striving for are social constructs. Yes. That's when you could beat your own drum and be like, no, this is who the fuck I am. Yeah. I'm different yeah. and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And if people don't fuck with me, that's on y'all. Yeah, because that's on, yeah. me, I'm going to do me. Yeah. And that, and, and, and as easy as it sounds, that's what it means to, for me to be, to have self-love. Yeah. Um, 
So, like, what was it for you? I think for me, it's, like, also, like, just doing things for myself. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes, like, you can probably get lost in, like, relationships and you just want to, like, do things together. Right. and Recenter like yourself, yeah. And, like, um, but also, too, it's, like, taking care of, like, yourself and, like, is it right to go get boba at this time type uh, of thing? Uh-huh. Or, but also, too, it's, like, am I going to take the time to, like, do my own hobbies, like... Like, I think, I think that's, like, self-love, like, it can't always be, like, you get suffocated, like, especially when you're in that first situationship, and, like, (laughs) like, you're just so, like, wrapped up into it, and I think that's where you have to start loving yourself by doing things for yourself, which is, like, you know, exercising and taking time and compartmentalizing time for yourself, so, and I think, like, also loving yourself is, like, you know, like you know doing your career like like figuring goals for yourself right um the other thing that i want to talk about is like knowing yourself (laughs) yo like knowing what does it mean to to love period and like love your flaws type of thing yes yeah Yeah. because i think a lot of the times people will say you know i'm i'm confident and i'm this and that but like do you really know where it stems from that's like reflection type yeah. of thing. So I feel like, you know, in order to love yourself, you have to reflect and accept like your flaws and stuff like that. Yeah. And, so. and really, and really celebrate the parts that you love about yourself. Yeah. Right. And so if, a- if you feel like you got a fat booty or like you really dress in real nice or you like this, had this like internal energy that is just so great. Yeah. Let people know. Like, <laughs> flaunt like, yourself. Yeah, flaunt it. Yeah. Like, be about it. And and that's what I think is the self confidence is yeah. knowing that who are these naysayers. Yeah, I and mean, nobody's. I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. No, I feel that. And then I think this like goes really into our our next point oh, of yeah. like the fucking glow up. Like, Number eight, the glow up. Yo, like that. Let me say, you know, college. I lost myself in college because I think we all did. I was like, key. that's stress. Like, yo, if you've ever been in a quarter system, yo, that really takes you for a whirlwind. You're sweating carne asada fries. No, yeah, especially if you're in San Diego, <laughs> you're sweating carne asada fries at least every um, Thursday <laughs> at UCSD. You're peeing boba. Yeah. Um, and so it's literally like we're constantly feeding ourselves because we have to use that energy for school and we have to use that energy to like feel okay right um but i think like the glow up for me can manifest in different ways Mm -hmm. and sometimes sometimes you need to be out of a place that has caused so much harm and so much trauma to really understand like that's not that wasn't healthy yeah that wasn't oh even to accept that oh yeah because i don't know like i feel like you know i i didn't start like glowing up and probably towards the end of like college and then in into post-grad like because it was like taking time for myself especially like physically like i was able to like not worry about school have all the stresses of like not getting kicked out right (laughs) so i was able to focus and like you know lose weight what i wanted to like i i took whatever i needed from college and then i was able to like piece it back together like you know Mm post-grad And then it's like I got that confidence. So now it's like, how can I apply it to like in the workplace or like into future people that I meet and stuff? So, 
and the glow up can can come in many different ways and so um i think a lot of people when they look at ig and they, when they see other people and they're like wow they're totally a different person that is very much like physical but sometimes the glow up can happen mentally and but, i think that you, you know? shouldn't get like discouraged when you see stuff like on yes. ig because i feel like also part of being like mature in that is like You'd be like, oh, okay, girl, I see you. Right, like, be you happy you, for yeah, them. You do you. Like, right. that's, yeah. So. And so when people can glow up in the physical part of themselves or, like, the mental or emotional part, I think that's when people are slowly loving themselves, mm-hmm. right? Like, slowly becoming the person that they want to be. And I think when you feel good inside yeah then you can see it yeah and then you can compliment like other people too right and it's never a competition it's like you don't need to get jealous it's always like i'm fucking happy for you in the most genuine way because again like i feel like college high school all of that it was all about like pleasing the haters and trying to change their perspective yeah when really like the glow up is like it's about you it's about me yeah yeah I really believe that because, like, like I said, like, you know, when you're, I feel like, yeah, growing up, it's like you're pleasing other people, you're pleasing right. social media, right. but also, too, at the end of the day, it's like, it's for, for and you. For you. And, so, and, and then people will feed off of that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and for me, I know that the glow up doesn't have to happen by yourself. Mm-hmm. When you know that there's other people in your friend group or like work group that are like, yo, I want to better myself. Yeah. And it's like, let's do it. Let's yeah, be like, you do, buddy. like support, like be us also to be a support system or right. yeah, for other people. Right. And, and I think that's when you could tap into your friends, tap into your family, mm-hmm. be like, hey, I'm on this journey. And it's okay. And that's one of the best things about goals is mm-hmm. sharing it with other people. Because when you share it with other people, they can keep you accountable. Yeah. They can check in with you and be like, hey, how's it been? Yeah. Because when you just keep it within yourself, that's hard shit. Like, do, you, do you do that? I do. I'm like, like you, you tell them like, oh, I'm gonna do this. Type yeah, of thing. yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes, um, like I used to do like online CrossFit, and that oh, was really? like that totally whooped my ass. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, my knees are hurting. Um, but I think I started to think about different other ways that like didn't that wasn't so hard on my body. So that was the hiking, and that was like yeah. being able to walk around the neighborhood, go running, and so, yeah. um, or even doing like home uh, exercises. And so, it was very much like let me share my journey with other people because then they'll be able to be inspired. Uh-huh. Or even then hold me accountable for that shit. And, and it's not to say that it's their responsibility to do it. Yeah. But it's also like if they are on their way as well, yeah. let's do it together. Because it'll kind of like inspiring them too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, for me, like I kind of don't like telling people what I'm doing. Just, Ooh, be- okay. I, just because like, I, yeah, it holds me accountable. Like, oh, fuck, I got to do it now. Yeah. But also too, it's like if I don't pull through, then like I feel like, like a failure type of uh, thing. But... I mean, I feel like like lately, slowly, I've been telling like people like what what I want to do yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, how how do you think about that now? No, it's like right now too. Yeah. Like because um, because eventually, like next year, like I want to start thinking about getting my master's. <laughs> Girl, yeah. she going back to school. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, but um, I guess like I have to like say it. So I can, you know, make it happen type of thing. But usually, like, when it's, like, small stuff, like, I don't, like, I don't like telling people because it's, like, what if it doesn't happen? Like, like, hashtag, like, this podcast, like, oh, I want to start a podcast, like. It's here. I know. You're talking to me on it. Girl. It's And and it's honestly, when I think about that, 
and it, and this has been the trend or how we talk about it in this generation is mm-hmm. that idea of manifesting it. Yes. Right? Like, that is part of the glow up, too, yeah. is believing, putting it out into the world that it's going to happen. I think that also, too, like, you know, when we've manifested, you kind of have to act like you already have it. Ooh. Like, have you ever thought about, about it that way? Where yeah. it's like... You know, oh, I, I'm gonna, I have money, but then you gotta act like you have money. Right. I think everything is like about mindset and like believing, like mm. what you said about like imposter syndrome. Like you gotta uh, believe that you're good enough. Absolutely. For um, you know, grad school and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and and I hope you believe it. I, you yeah, it in grad school. I believe it. Like, but it's just time, and like I know people ask me like, oh, what are you gonna do? Blah blah blah, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, but sometimes it's like I don't want to say it because people like. You know, they're holding that, like, standard to right. you. But I'm like, I'm going to do it on my own time. Right. Like, and, so. and knowing that, like, giving that grace of, like, you know, I'm going to do it on my timeline. Yeah, on my right? timeline. Like, and and that's, the, that's the beautiful thing because when you're pressured, it often feels like it's going to start feeling bad. Like you said, if you don't complete what you wanted to complete. Yeah. And so also being able to understand that you get to glow up the way that you want to, right? The exactly. way that the way that you feel is most feasible for you because the moment that it becomes somebody else's timeline then it's not enjoyable well, for yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. And so again it's a it's a it's a balance. Yeah. It's being able to say or even pick the people that you're like, yo, like that you wanna let in. Right. So. Oh that <laughs> letting them in is hard. Um, but knowing that there's there's going to be those people who are right for that for that for, moment yeah, you know i feel like because also too when it comes to stuff like that like i don't i don't tell everybody i turn i turn to certain people who i know will support me in the way that i want yes like that's okay right yeah, yeah absolutely oh, okay, cool. <laughs> absolutely and that's the whole purpose of friends not everybody serves that has a purpose, purpose to be that. and that's that. okay yeah yeah okay. and so when you when you're like you're going to be that person that I can go to about For this. something. Right. Yeah. And, it, and, and, and that's the thing about having friends is that you don't always want to come to the same person because you eventually exhaust them. Yeah. And so that's why having multiple friends and having their purpose of like, I think you serve this purpose in, in my life because yeah. you can then hold me accountable for this. For that, yeah. Yeah. So again, don't overexhaust your homies. Know what their purpose is and why you go to them yeah, because yeah. they all... Are there to help yeah. in some way, somehow, in so, in some form. Yeah. You know? um, oh, but there's the other side. Of, <laughs> so of the I guess like you know when we have like you know stuff that we want to accomplish, um, like growing up, um, obviously like you have that expectation for your parents. So that brings us to number nine: is your parents' goals are not your goals. Yes. Your parent, you don't want to be a doctor because your parents. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think that's like that's a cultural thing. Yeah. Right. Like growing up with. Did parents. you did you have that struggle? Oh, no. girl. Like that that. So, I feel like Filipinos will only think about doctoral degrees like as MDs. Like a medical degree is a doctor degree. Um, when I started telling them that I wanted to be a professor or I wanted to get a PhD. Ooh, how was that um, conversation? They were like, but you don't work in a hospital. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I don't got to work in a hospital to be a doctor. Like the, the, the way that they think about being a doctor is so rigid and so one, one-sided. And it's just very much like, 
only a medical doctor can be a doctor. And I was like, let me expand your horizons real quick and, and tell you what This is I can why we do. came to America, right, fam. <laughs> right, and, and be able to, like, tell them, like, I'm, I'm different. I, I, I'm not set for that. And even though in the back of my mind, I'm like, I still want to become, like, a, a DPT, right? Yeah. A doctor in oh, physical yeah, that's therapy. Right. I totally um, forgot about that. I'm literally like, no, maybe I want to be, like, a, a PsyD or, like, a PhD with clinical psychology. Yeah. Um, and those are still valid as well. And so I think when, when, so for this, a lot of it, stems from when I was in college Mm -hmm. when I was struggling a lot when I was like I still want to become a physical therapist and I was jumping from major to major to major Mm -hmm. to figure out like what What you what you want right and and when I finally came to them and said this is what I want to do this is my plan um and to your parents right to my parents and when they finally saw that I was solid with a plan. Yeah. That's when they were like, okay, we can support you. I think that's like, uh, I might, because my dad is like that too. My parents are like that too. It was like, okay, you want to do that? Like, what's your plan? What's your mm-hmm. game plan? And I feel like, you know, as long as you have a plan and you know, like, a way how to make it work, it's fine. Right. Right. So. And, and I think as Filipinos, it's very hard when we have parents who will guilt trip us because our education is coming out of their pocket. Oh, yeah. You know, so they're like, well, I'm paying for education. You better become a doctor. And I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, am I living for you or am I living for me? Dude, that's like a whole conversation. Right. And sometimes some, yeah. sometimes it's helping them understand that we're that I'm living for the both of us. Yeah. Right. Just the same way that they lived for us. It's like. I want y'all to understand that that is the same energy that I'm trying to come with, but it's going to be different from what you believe or even think my trajectory in my life will yeah. be. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a tough conversation to have, especially I, when I think so. their egos I think so. are in the place. Like, because like, I'm one and a half generation. Like, I'm, mm. I'm like, I'm, I'm grateful that like my dad like was born here. He grew up here, mm-hmm. and he didn't push me like to do anything. Yeah. But like. But I understand that, like, if you were to have, be in that situation, you, you would have to really have to stand your ground of, like, know what you want and be like, hey, this is my game plan. As long as in any generation, whatever, like, to your parents, like, right. as long as you have a game plan and, you know, this is what you're going to do and what you're going to stick to it. And as long as, like, you're passionate about it, right. like, you know, it's it'll work out. Like, and if they say no, but at the end of the day, you got to think, like, this is my life. Right, like, right. And I think the other thing is success. Yeah. What What is the definition of success? <laughs> um, and so when I... Is this your d- definition? Or like... I don't know. No, this is definitely not my definition of success. And so um, for me, when I redefined it for them... Your parents? When, yeah. yeah uh-huh. When I told them like, my success will not be become a medical doctor. The way that I will become successful is through this way. Mm-hmm. And... That was a hard pill to swallow for them when they were like, but we want you to be financially stable. And when success revolves around money, that becomes a big wedge in the relationship. Because then it's like, yeah. yeah, I was like, why am I working to have money? Like, yes, financial stability is great, but will I be happy in the end with the amount of money that I have? No. Like, with what you're doing. With what I'm doing, right? Okay. And, and I feel like, 
what what will fulfill me and what I think is successful is how I feel inside. Damn. Right? Like, for them, success is based on a dollar value. And I'm just like, I really need y'all to step away from that because... No, success, it's not just about money. It isn't about money. And that's, yeah. and that's the, like, toxic thing about, you know living in america and living in a capitalistic country is like yeah. shit revolves around money when really like yeah it like hikea does but i think i want people to rethink how success is fulfilled yeah right um because again like it's not all about the money like you see people who are rich as fucking still sad as shit like with what they're doing with right? what they're doing and 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 i don't want that to be myself and when i tell them like this will be fulfilling to me and this will allow me to go to different places. So for me, when I told them that I wanted to do higher education and go to counseling, they were like, okay, we get it. Like, yeah. go ahead and go get your master's degree. And then at the very end, when I told them, I was like, yeah, I want to go to like the University of Washington or I want to go to the University oh, of Hawaii. Yeah. Like, okay, you bye. They were like, they were like, no, do it. I think yeah. you have a degree That's now and, and go use that degree to yeah. go where you want to go. And I'm like, when that energy changed, when I heard those words come out of their mouth, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Thing, something has changed to them." Because something you, has clicked. because you set that tone. Yes, and I think that's important. Like, not even just your parents, with anybody. Like, with anybody, yeah. It's like it's about you, like setting that tone, like who, with whoever's in front of you. Right, right. And sometimes, like, and and that's the one thing that I think a lot of students face when they are going through college. Yeah, is that the goals of their parents become theirs. But then there's this like cognitive dissonance that happens and that often brings on depression and anxiety. Yeah. And then that feeling of like, fuck, I don't want to disappoint them. And if yeah. I do disappoint them, what is my overall purpose or how will I get them back? And so for me, when when I got kicked out, that was the biggest thing that I that I was worried about is disappointing them because I knew the value of education in their eyes. In our culture. In our culture. Oh, girl. <laughs> yeah, the value culture, of education yeah. in the Filipino culture is like that will help you be successful. Yeah. Um, it's clout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and even then, that's when they, they're like, we have this shiny trophy. Um, oh, Chris, here. he yeah. graduated from exactly, UCSD. Exactly, girl. UCSD. Right, and they're like, oh, you know, my son, he lives, he now he, he lives in, in Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> like, I'm like, that's not even special. Like, But it's still, yeah. like, my son did something there. Right, and I'm literally like, I need y'all to stop flexing like my oh success my because it isn't about it ain't about you it ain't about you and it ain't it, it isn't about this status yeah. right like i think for me when when success was was my own definition and they were okay with that and they understood and accepted it that's when i was like yo y'all's minds have changed like y'all are really now on board with my success mm-hmm. and i think the one thing that our parents don't want to see is that we become like we don't become successful of course. That's, that's always the scary thing. And, and I, I think, think deep down inside, they want us to be happy, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it just comes down to, like, having a conversation, like, mm-hmm. with your parents. Right. And also, like, sharing a perspective that they have never seen before. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because sometimes they're just like, oh, well, my auntie told me this, or, like, your auntie da-da-da did this, and I'm like... Fuck your auntie. Right? Like, <laughs> that ain't me, yo. Like, yeah. I really don't need you to start implementing things that don't serve me serve me and it's like if that's how they gonna raise their kids then that's on them that's on them but like for me i really don't want it to be a thing where where they're the way that they raise their kids and the way that they have their perspective about my success is 
you're trying to implement that on me and i'm like yeah, yeah no nah, that's that's not how i roll yeah um so yeah like often think about like not challenging but like being able to give a different perspective and i think when they're able to to see that you've thought about it because mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes they get so worried because you're just like is this just a thought because i some- think it's the trust yeah, oh, too girl. like they have like I don't know. It just comes into convincing your parents, like, this is what I want to do. Mom, I'm going to Coachella. It's a concert. No, for real. (laughs) And being able to be like, oh, Oh, don't worry about it. Right. (laughs) But then also they're like, and that's the other part of like, sometimes you got to lie. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and it doesn't even have to be about Coachella. But like, sometimes you just got to lie and be like, yeah, this is what I want. But then eventually when you get to a point of like, I think they're able to understand where I'm coming from now. Because, again, I think our our parents won't realize that we are adults until we get a college degree or until we become successful. That's so sad. And I'm just like, why couldn't my high school degree be it? Like, why can't can't that be it? Um, And so I'm like, I really need y'all to to be okay with my decisions and and know that I've thought about it thoroughly and if I need your assistance. And also, I think my biggest thing with them when I told them was like, y'all have raised me for this amount of years. You don't trust me to like... And I was like, you should be able to know that you've instilled so much knowledge, so much ethics, and I mean, I'm able to think on my own that this is going to be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Right? And when I finally told them that, they're like, no, we trust you. And I was like... But do you really? Yeah. Oh, do wow. Do you really trust me in making my own decisions and knowing that I will be successful the way that I am? Uh-huh. And I think that was the turning moment for them to be like, we need to trust him a little bit more. And that's when, and that happened when I was like 22, 23. That's young. And, and, that's, and that's how I came to it. And so when you're fresh out of high school and you're like, you're trying to say that, oh, I don't want to be a doctor anymore. I want to be yeah. this. Um, it's going to take time. Like, mm-hmm. again, your parents don't know your class schedule in college. They don't know your GPA. They don't know your GPA. They don't know none of that. So if you're telling them, like, yeah, ma, I'm taking GEs to be a doctor. Maybe you are taking GEs to be a doctor, but that's just to yeah. to take a GE, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So sometimes it's like, sometimes you have to figure out how to navigate your parents. And I know lying is bad, but sometimes it is, it's a placeholder. It's a placeholder to figure out, like, okay, maybe this is my way to appease them. And then later on to be like, hey, and let me tell you, I know at least two people who literally convinced their parents that they were going to graduate with a BS in something from a particular school. And then when they showed up to graduation, it was not that degree. Oh, shit. And so were their parents mad? I don't know. I don't know if they were mad, but I think they were very much surprised at the fact that it was something different. And when that happened, I was like, that could have been really, really bad. But for me, I was. I told my parents, like, this is the degree that I'm getting and, and this is and that. I think I did that. <laughs> when, with, your, with your degree? <laughs> yeah. What did you I, graduate with? So um, I think I told them that I was oh microbiology, but I didn't tell them that I switched to general bio mm. because I didn't want to take OCHEM lab. <laughs> Yo. But I mean, yeah, I guess like when they found out, it was just like, honestly, like just be grateful. It's a fucking bio. Right? Degree. It's like, a bio degree and it's a, coming from a university. Yeah, like. like and, and that's sometimes, even though they'll be like, oh, that was disrespectful. You whatever, know, man. You're like, you're yeah. not the one who's taking like the, class. the classes. Like, you're not going through my struggle. You're not right. taking my midterms. Right. Like, 
Because I think for them, a lot of the times they're like, education is so easy in the Philippines. And I'm like, okay, well, good for fucking you. Right, like, and I'm over here like, yeah, no, nah, that's not me. No. Like, go ahead and stay in a stay in a class at UCSD with all these other motherfuckers yeah. who are smart. And then you're literally thinking that like, am I going to get an A in this class? Or am I even going to pass this class? Yeah. Right? Like, do I have to take this shit over again? Like, <laughs> no, you have that conversation with yourself week nine. <laughs> yes. And you're like, do I drop now? Do or I do drop? I just take that F? Yeah, like, take that F. What do I do? Um, and so, yeah, like, honestly, it's it's being able to know who your parents are, navigate them the best way possible, but also be open with them. Yeah. Redefine what they believe success is because eventually they'll hop on board. I feel like they'll like hop trusting, on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because... I think that's the thing where I have to tell them, like, you need to know that you've done enough for me to know that I can do it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Damn, I think the whole parents thing is, like, another podcast. Oh, girl. (laughs) We can have a whole group discussion panel. Especially about, like, Filipino parents and, like, expectations. But, you know, that stuff can get, like, really stressful. Yeah. So that leads into, like, you know, hopping on to, like, you know, um, (laughs) de-stressing. de-stressing and which leads to our last point is number 10 uh romantic relationships or situationships yeah so um to start off what is a situationship chris oh girl um i don't even know for me that's how that's how much we don't know right i think my definition of a situationship is like Knowing that there's, like, semi-commitment, right? Uh-huh. Like, semi-commitment there. Um, but knowing that the... Not the, like, the foundation of your relationship, but, like, just knowing that it's very physical. Um, and when it becomes physical, sometimes the emotional will come Comes in. Comes out, yeah. Um, sometimes, like, the jealousy will come in, whatever. Um, but I think that's when you realize, like, is this... Is this strictly physical or is it strictly physical and emotional um and it could be in different ways and 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 it looks differently between two people and i think when situationships happen it's all about being communicative about like your expectation of one another or not or a girl (laughs) girl some people will just be like hey oh yeah we're just doing this thing right and i yeah we have feelings but uh sure whatever sure right <laughs> and like i i have mad love for you but like, uh, but you know, uh, i don't want to say it but okay right. yeah and, and so, i think i think low-key that's kind of toxic like of just like not saying anything or just not facing of like you know this is what it is type right. of thing but i think that like you know we come like situationship culture like is like happening in our 20s because like you really don't know what you want what you want right. in your 20s right but and i think yeah that goes back to like knowing yourself right yeah and knowing what What you you want want. and who you you are and who you are and i think for me if and this is where i say if you want to be a hoe go ahead and be a hoe because for me there's some self-discovery in being in a hoe and i'm gonna be straight up because (laughs) i learned some shit about myself like literally messing around with different people having a hotation yes absolutely and and for me i was like okay chris this is what you want and honestly when you start realizing your situationships and when other people start showing you characteristics that you fuck with and you don't fuck with Mm -hmm. that's when you're like that's what i want that's what i don't want yeah um 
And sometimes, like, people will make this checklist or, like, oh, this is going to be my perfect man. But, like, just know that there will never be a perfect, a person. perfect man who will checkbox every yeah. little thing. Um, because there's going to be more to the relationship as you learn as, like, oh, th- maybe this is what I want, you know? Do you think people jump into relationships really quickly? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I, like, for me, so in my last relationship... I got into the relationship three months into, like, talking. Dating or or talking. Yeah, Uh talking and dating. And then in my current relationship right now, we stuck it out for a year. Of talking? Of talking and dating. And, like, I I was so happy about that because the way that I look into my romantic relationships is I want to get to know you as a person and as a friend. Yeah. Because that builds a foundation of being able to understand one another on a whole different level. Yeah. And then when you when you start thinking about commitment, that's when you start caring about, a little bit more yeah. about, like, what, who they are, right? Yeah. And, and that's when I was like, I need to be able to know you, know your flaws, know all of that, and be able to know how to support you. Mm-hmm. Because at the very end, when... When you get into a relationship so fast and you start learning them in the relationship, yo. I think that's where, like, problems come. They come because you have never worked through that. Yeah. And as friends and as dating, you got to work through that. Yeah. And, and sometimes people, again, people come with baggage, right? People come oh, yeah, with that, I saw baggage. your Instagram post. Oh, yeah. You got, so, so if you follow me, um, there's this post about knowing and finding a partner that yeah. will be able to accept and hold you. Um, with the baggage that you have yeah. and, and be able to be there, yeah. right? And I think when somebody's like, well, you just have so much goddamn baggage, then you're just like, yeah, you ain't the, you ain't the right one. Like, yeah. for you to judge my baggage the way that you do, fuck you. Yeah. Um, for somebody to be like, no, I'm here to help you work through that. I'm like, that's fucking beautiful. Like, <laughs> I'm over here, like, shivering in my panties, and I'm like, yo, and the fact that's that, what I want. And the fact that you're willing to accept my baggage. Right, accept and then my baggage. Some. <laughs> right. But then there's also that other side of me of like, am I gonna give it to you? Am I willing to let you give in me. and and really and, hold it for me? Yeah. Um, and that's what I've been able to find in this current relationship is that he's holding it for me. Yeah. We're holding it together. And in that same way, like he he also has some things that he works through. And I'm there, right? And so that's where I say that growth and that baggage and knowing yourself and knowing each other, Mm -hmm. you have to be, you have to know that the other person is accountable for their own growth. Yeah. However, the way that they learn can be through you. Yeah. Right? And so that's where I, for me, in my relationships, I, in any relationship, really, you start to uncover um, a lot of unresolved trauma, as a child like learning about yourself and yeah stuff like that. and like i know y'all gotta be ready to work through that and yeah. like be vulnerable or even like recognize it to be honest and like understand like where you came from like, right oh my and god yeah like because over during quarantine i learned I, I started reading a book called attached okay and it just talks about like the different types of like attachment styles mm. and i feel like once you learn like what kind of attachment style you have like it's you'll have a better understanding of like how to deal with, like, your partner right, and stuff like that. Right, and how so. to show up for yourself, show yeah, up for them. Yeah, um, And so, yeah, and I think that's, that is important when you start thinking about or when you start seeing how the trauma as a child um, shows up in your current relationships, then you're able to be like, I need to check that. Yeah. You need to be able to work through that. If you're willing to. If you're willing to, right. Oh, or you just use it and, and use it as an excuse to be like, well, that's who I am. Yeah. And it's like, 
that doesn't need to be who you are because as you can see it's toxic yeah if you um, recognize it's toxic yeah and it, and it's and that's the the vulnerability piece like admitting to yourself like Renee Brown. Fuck. yeah <laughs> like admitting Renee to yourself Brown. like fuck like i can't be this if i if yeah. i really want to be in a relationship i gotta work through this and sometimes yeah. and that's that's some of the hard things when people are like well i need to go do me i need to step away from a relationship and it's like you don't have to step to step away from a relationship to grow yeah um you could do that together and it depends on who that partner is and are they ready or even are they willing and ready to help you through that it yeah. doesn't mean it doesn't mean because i feel i felt this in the beginning where i was like yo i don't want to bring this to you because i don't want to burden you yeah and so when when my partner was like no you're not burdening me i think this is me learning about oh. you and working through it with you i was i literally was like crying yo who no, the fuck are you right? that, that was literally somebody telling me i love you without saying i love you mm-hmm. right and and i was like that's fucking beautiful yeah. like to have somebody who understands that and and even then for me to show up to kind of like relate to you yeah Yeah, yeah. because then it's not that we have the same struggle and we have the same baggage but it's like how do we show up for each other so that we could work through it in our own ways right Uh and so and the fact that he was willing to like work through it that takes that takes a certain type of person that's love that's love and and sometimes when people are not ready to help you work through that or if they are not ready to to be vulnerable enough to have you hold them yeah or hold their heart hold their trauma whatever it is that's when you're just like then are you really for me if if you can't do that um and so when that's why i'm so happy that i took a year to really know who my partner is today to be like this is gonna be my ride or die. Yeah, like yeah. when shit gets rough, he gonna be I'm there. Like, he gonna be there. Yeah, and that's the thing that I'm like very thankful for because I think and and we were talking about this prior to, to us recording. Like being in a relationship now has become like the status. The status or a status? Like yeah. The, well, I don't know. I, I think, think it's a status. Okay. It's a status, but also too like being single is okay too. Yeah. 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 Like I think that, yeah. Being single is fine. Yeah. And that's where I think, like, if you want to be single and do you, great. If you want to be single and have multiple sex partners, great. Like, <laughs> Cool. Do you. Right. And there, and for me, I always tell people that there's nothing wrong with having multiple sex partners or even having a hoe phase. Um, because then, like I said earlier, you will learn about yourself. Um, the thing about having situationships or even having multiple partners is, mm-hmm. like, don't be afraid to have the conversation about sex. Um, I feel like sex is taboo. A lot of people don't talk about it. But mm, then when yeah. you get with your girlfriends or your homies and you start talking about like, oh, I did this, 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 and this, I was like, y'all so quick to talk about it. But yeah, yeah when other people start talking about it, you're like, yo, that's way too much information. But I think that's super important to be yeah. honest because that's also coming that what also comes into that is like what you want what you want right <laughs> and knowing that like communication is key in sex like people do Bitch. not shut the fuck up during sex like y'all <laughs> need to stay talking like give a grunt give a oh yes give a whatever it may be because that's important that that allows somebody else to know like oh is it working is it not working do you tell that have you has anyone ever told you that like yeah and and even then like people have said like keep doing what you're doing like (laughs) and i'm like yes absolutely because that tells me you enjoy this right and so that's okay to be told that 
Yes. Don't be afraid to be told because then you're learning about your partner. You're learning about the person that you're having sex with. Sex is not the same among each person. And so when when somebody's like, I don't like my nipples to be played with. (laughs) And then another person's like, play with my nipples. And then you bring that same energy to somebody that doesn't fuck with that. Then you're like, yo, that's that's such a turn off. And so that's why I say communication is key, but also consent is sexy. Be able to be like, can I kiss you? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Can I can I go down on you? Sometimes, like when when shit just gets so hot and heavy and people don't start talking, like it's just, me, then it's just you're doing whatever. You're just doing you're whatever. Just acting a fool, right? <laughs> yeah. And so that's where that genuine connection of like being able to ask for their permission or even then allowing them to have control yeah. over their own body. And I think that's so important in sex when when people are like, oh yeah, this is not, and I'm like. No, like we need to be able to say like, hey, this is what's happening and, and, you know, and be able to be communicative about it. Because at the end of the day, if y'all having quiet ass sex, y'all, that is something that I really want y'all to reconsider and really talk about. Because, again, oh, this is why I say if you're in a marriage or if you're in a committed relationship and that's not the shit that y'all do. That's fine, too. But also, when you are in situationships or a whole phase and trying to understand what you like and what you don't like or what your partner likes, whatever, it's all about communication. Because if y'all if y'all ain't doing it, come on. Like talking. On. All right. Hey. I'm going to text him now. <laughs> uh, girl. Girl. Um, and then the last thing that I wanted to to just put on there is like don't feel pressure to have sex or be in a sexual relationship if you ain't fucking with this person and if you feel like you're not gonna get anything out of it like like with in a relationship like like just in general general. in general like whether that is in your whole phase true true don't feel pressured don't feel pressured if you're just like i'm not feeling it i'm not feeling it today yeah or if you're just if if you're if your fuck buddy is like yo let's fuck and you're like not today then not today that's like setting the boundary for sure right and so my biggest thing is always prioritize your safety and your comfort when you're engaging in this because again some people might think that sex is intimate and you're yeah and then some people are just like nah this is a transaction yeah and so yo like for me when i when i started to not put a lot of um, sentiment to like just a transactional sexual relationship right that's when i was sexually free that's when i was able to do what i needed to do and like that to me was like that's power that is so much power and i think i'm not putting that meaning yes into it. Yeah. yes because then that will be like man i'm falling in love with this man because he 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 did the d for me right yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. and and you're not going to fall in love with every person that you have sex with. Yeah. And that's not how it should be because then there's a there's an unhealthy relationship about how you think about sex and how mm-hmm. you engage in sex. And so I really want people to be like, yo, this is how it's going to work. And this is how it's not going to work. But I feel like that's how you like set boundaries with like people and like this is what it is. Right. And it is okay to let go of like fuck buddies. Like again, and they like, serve they serve their purpose. purpose right? <laughs> there's a, there's a rotation. Yes, there is uh, a rotation. Just like my friend Ryan says, rotate. Let's let's keep it on a rotation because at the All same right, time, yeah. we gotta we gotta just keep moving. Like and and if we get stagnant in all of those things, are we really fulfilling what we need? Maybe, but like. Are you going to be happy at the end of the day? I hope so. Yeah. So, y'all, 
that girl. I, I can't. I cannot. But you know that. And also, we are. Let me just say, with everything that we've shared, we are not experts. Um, Hell no. Nah. This is all talking about from experience, and and this is like our perspective. That, right. And, and, and like if that. you do something different, if something that you do does not align with what we've shared today. Um, that's cool. And if it works for you, that's cool. Just know that there's different ways to do things. And, and through us, mm-hmm. our own experiences, this is what we're going to share. Um, again, this is not like the Ten Commandments. Like, I know, you're, yeah. You're like <laughs> not sharing this shit just for y'all to follow. Like this is our experience to share it and be like, yo, this, this is, is what, perspective. this is what we've gone through. This is our perspective right. and hope like you can take whatever you know what you relate to yeah in in this 10 or like whatever our um experiences were but i guess the only thing that like i would take away or i would want people to take away from this whole thing is to just live your life yeah Yeah, and like figure out like you know who you are and what you want i feel Mm -hmm. like those are the like the big things Mm -hmm. and just stand for like what you want right because if you don't then it's just then life's just gonna pass you by and 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 again be flexible with your life Mm -hmm. give yourself a little bit more grace a little bit more compassion because again we will make mistakes through and through our entire life and and if we just have a plan and if if life does not you know deal those cards to us and we just gonna be like sour about it are we really happy? Like, yeah. Just be okay that something didn't work out or just be okay that it took a different direction and, and just be like, okay. And learn and from gonna, it. Right, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to go through. And it doesn't mean that it, you can't go back to that goal. Yes. It's just a setback or like a, a detour, right? It's a, a detour. And, and you could bring bring yourself back to that to that place. Yes. So... Thank you, I Chris. love this. Yes. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank I you. really appreciate this. It's I'm so, so happy you're on it. You're the perfect person to do this. Thank and you, thank, you, thank, you. thank you for sharing your experience. Peace, love, everybody. All right, thank you. See you guys. Bye. Bye.